When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! <laughs> Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Oak Creek. Got Grifka here. Grifka, what up? Uh, getting ready for uh, preseason week two home the the unofficial official home opener against the Giants. Pretty pretty happy <laughs> it's uh, coming up here. Oh man, we always get so excited about preseason because it's football, but then we're like, it's preseason. So um, it is it is exciting to have a game in Ford Field and see the boys out there. Maybe get uh, Stafford out on the field. But uh, yep, we're going to talk a little bit about that Giants game today, and then we'll also have some uh, quick hits here at the end. So. We'll we'll dive right into it, Grifka. We got uh, the Giants practicing in Allen Park. We talked a little bit about that earlier on a, another podcast. Uh, we're gonna be playing game two. A lot of times you see more starters. You know, I would assume because it's a home game, they might get Stafford for a series or two. Hopefully, carry on and other guys can build on what they did. But we agreed that they were uh, had a rough outing out there in Oakland. So, kind of tell me what you're looking for, what you think, and uh, what we can expect Friday night, Ford Field. What I'm looking for on Friday night is definitely a little better uh, defensive uh, showing than what they had out at Oakland. Uh, once again, hearing you know the joint practices against the Giants, the uh, defense um, is being able to do a lot better stopping the run, uh, being pretty aggressive. But uh, we were kind of hearing that too before Oakland, and that uh, defense was being the aggressor against Oakland. And then Oakland just went out there and seemed to just jam the ball down their throat on the ground. So hopefully uh, the defense, the run defense, you know, steps up. I'm not once again. I know these games don't count. You're just looking to get out of there without any major injuries. But we, we definitely need to see something where you know the defense seems to be able to stop guys as opposed to you know stop you know stopping them for a one two yard gain as opposed to a you know five six yard gain. So I'm I'm really looking to to hopefully see a, a better performance out of the defense. Um, also looking to see uh, hopefully you know Matt Stafford at least gets one drive. He's obviously gonna you know you know get something out there you know on you know in the in the new season at least in the preseason being able to you know take his new snaps with the first team. You know last week once again it's just a, it's a long preseason so you're not playing all your stars all that much but you know. If we're if we're forced to see Matt Castle or Jake Rudock play at any point during the regular season, if it's not a blowout, you know this this team is going to be hurting. So once again, we got to make sure uh, Matt Stafford's in. Uh, you know, actually, he's going to hit the uh, ground running come uh, you know, week one. That uh, he's he's comfortable with uh, his wideouts. Uh, he's comfortable with the offensive line. So I'm hoping to see uh, at least a few series out of him on Friday. Do you say? Do you say Stafford or Griffith? Yeah. You gotta you gotta work on your Stafford blast for the people. And I can't forget that the last episode 
You didn't turn back the clock and talk about anybody from the 80s or 90s. You know what people are missing that. You had times to talk about 90s linebackers. We're talking about Jerry Davis. You didn't hit your 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 famous line that the people love. I mean, Griffith, yeah. you got to work this stuff in. I mean, come on. I apologize. It just it didn't it didn't organically come up. I was still reeling from watching Jalen Reeves Maven getting blown by Martavius Bryant when they're expecting you know a linebacker to cover or wide out on a crossing route. You know, I was uh, that was still stuck in my head, so I was still reeling from watching that. Watching Marshawn Lynch just blow by our defensive backfield, where he could have turned around and taunted him, because you know that like See? The, the safeties were so far behind. <laughs> See, but those are perfect opportunities when Martavis Bryant runs by our linebacker. You compare him to, um, uh, who am I thinking? Uh, I, I, I Taylor don't... Taylor for the Forty Nine ers. Oh, you John Taylor. To, uh, Rob... Robert Brooks of the Packers in the heyday, and then you you talk about why they're not like Brian Urlacher, or you bring up a, you're supposed to work Reggie White in every episode, don't you know this? I mean, the people are waiting on this kind of stuff. Yeah, like I, like I said, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it, you know because it's if, if it gets uh if you use it all the time, it becomes trite and people expect it. They don't find it. They don't what find do it amusing after a while. <laughs> That's the reason they download these shows is to hear when Gritka is going to either do that or say, "Do you want me to do my catchphrases?" Yes. Will I? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> You're killing him. Oh, anyway, so uh, so yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, look into uh, like I said, Matt Stafford. You know, get him a uh, get him a few snaps. <laughs> and uh, once again, looking. Uh, hopefully, the defense has a better better uh, job uh, against the against the rush this week than they did last week. And I realize, you know, they're. I don't know. I don't think Saquon Barkley's going to play. He hasn't practiced all week due to that massive injury of you know, you know, whatever it was he did. You know, he's a superstar, so he probably took a stiff breeze to the face, and you know, so that that's not going to. He's got to sit out practice. And you know, they are playing the Giants this week, so we're, we'll be forced to see the the one catch by ODB. You know, the one famous catch that he has that he's making a career off of against the Dallas Cowboys. Surprised NFL Network hasn't replayed that game like every game, you know, like every other game in between the preseason games, just to watch the Odell Beckham one catch. You know, like oh my gosh, it's like his one catch put him in the Hall of Fame. So, man, forget Odell. Would that have anything to do with the NFL's bias to the Giants, yeah. the Cowboys, yep. large the market, Packers, large market teams, man. Steelers, Steelers, Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, you name them, man. What are you talking about? Even even the NFL is going back to their old school. Like, of, oh, God, the 49ers may be good again. We can start showing Joe Montana highlights or John Brody highlights, you know, from like the 70s because, you know, oh, my gosh, they got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's 5-0 and as a starter. Woo! Yeah, like so was Scott Mitchell. We all know how great he was. So, like, let's pump the brakes on, on the, you know, for, you know, putting the Hall of Fame bust of Jimmy Garoppolo and Canton, their NFL network. You know, once again, it's, their best running back is what? Uh, you know, Jarek McKinnon, he was like, he's a mirror image of Theo Riddick. And, like, they have, like, no wide receivers, but all of a sudden this guy's going to be like, you know, this guy's the next Joe Montana or Steve Young or Jeff Garcia or whoever else started out there for the San Francisco 49ers. So, yeah. So, Grifka, is this you laying the groundwork for if we were to stumble week two out there on the West Coast that you're going you're gonna to have a 10-minute rant about how the, the NFL loves the 49ers again and that's why they beat us? Oh, no, because the Lions always play like crap on the West Coast. We all know that, but we'll talk about that come week two. Oh, right? yeah, East Coast going West, automatic loss. Same as West Coast coming East on a 1 o'clock start, man. Check out the numbers, man. Numbers never lie. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways. I don't know. They might not, but I think you do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, yeah, so uh, that's, what, that's what I'm hoping for against the Giants. You know, once again, we'll get to see Odell Beckham, you know, 
drop a pass, and then you know it's because he was injured last year that nobody can shut him down. Even though when the Lions <laughs> played him last year, they pretty much shut him down like he was like some junior varsity wide receiver. But you know he has one. What do you mean he had the he had the game winning touchdown against us with one hand? He just roasted uh, one of our corners to beat us in that game. What are you kidding me? The guy's incredible. Against the Giants last year? Are we talking yeah, about Odell? Yeah, Odell had a crossing route. He caught the ball with one hand and, like, ran into the end zone. And that put them over the top. You're talking to last year? T- the Lions played the Giants last year on Monday Night Football. The Lions went in. Oh, wait. Two years ago. Sorry. Oh, okay. Ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, well, it's hard for Odell to kill us last year when he basically had one leg and uh What are you talking about? He was anything. back, though. Everybody picked him because Odell was back, and nobody could stop Odell. Just like however many years ago, nobody could keep up with Greg Jennings on the Packers. I mean, it just happens that way. You know, I mean, hey, come on. Well, Nobody can keep saying? up with the greatness of Odell. Odell at Odell at fifty percent is better than any Lions defensive backfield, according to ESPN and the NFL Network. So hey, I, I don't know about it. I love Slay, but Odell's in a different breed, and yeah, uh, you gotta watch out for him every all the time. Yeah, so his his one catch against his one catch against Dallas was utterly amazing. So yeah, let's <laughs> make a highlight film of that one catch. It, it, one it, catch. This guy has like the record for yards, touchdowns, every receiving record for his first three four seasons what are you talking about one catch he makes a he makes an incredible play every time he's on the field yeah okay no, let's you just hate him you just hate him because he you don't like the good players or the big teams Grifka. i mean just tell the, the good people players. that i don't like guys who i don't like guys who are overhyped no you know it was good marvin he, harrison was good. marvin harrison was good and he never did anything he was just really good solid hall of fame or you know, I like Randy Moss, too, because Randy Moss could go up and get the ball. I really like Randy Moss a lot, too. You know what? Odell Beckham is just like, you got to pay me because I had one catch against the Dallas Cowboys, and the NFL Network shows the game on a continuous loop during the offseason after, after good morning football. At, you know, at, at 12 o'clock, they automatically throw in that Cowboys Giants game, and then they just fast forward to that catch, and then, like, it's so uh-huh. the game's off, like, 10 All minutes, right. and then at 1 o'clock, they show it again, and then. I, I gotta cut I gotta cut you off, Griffith. You gotta go take your medicine or something. I don't know what's going on. You've you've lost your mind because this guy is incredible. But um I mean let me jump in here on my takes for this game. Like to me, um I expect the defense to be better. The only thing is like Patricia seems like a guy that like he's not going to show anything. Like I, I would love to see a couple of exotic blitzes or a few like where he really schemes it out, but he's not going to. So I just hope they're better in the run game, kind of look more solid across the board, you know, making plays when they're there to be made a couple turnovers. I'd always enjoy that always shows me, um, excites me about the defense. when We can actually turn the ball over rather than just punts or getting, getting worked on the field all, all the time. I, I'm going to be curious how they split the running back carries because, you know, they gave carry on a lot of work in that first um, preseason game. I'm wondering if he comes in with the ones a little bit, plays a little bit with the twos, and then gets out of there. Um, you know, will they showcase Amir again? I'm curious about. And to me, you know, you are in front of your home fans. I'd like to get a W even though those don't matter, and I'd like to – get after the quarterback a little bit more. Those are like some broad type items I'm, I'm looking at. Like, can we, can we make the quarterback unsettled? Can we turn the football over and can we just win the game? Like to me, I don't care if you go 0 and 4 in the preseason, but to me, a win shows that Patricia, you know, when, when worse comes to worse, he gets W's and, and you just don't want two, three losses, even in the preseason piling up on a guy who's new, who we know is good. Like to me, 
this is our coach for the next decade plus, hopefully, but you just don't want him getting off to too many L's, even no matter when they come. So I'm excited about that. And like, to me, you know, we didn't see much at all from the receivers. And I think that was due to the quarterback, but you know, a few plays from them just to show that our offense is humming. Cause one thing I hate about this team, I feel like we're totally stacked on the offensive side of the ball. We have playmakers all over the field. And I think we've talked about it before where not only they sleepwalk through the first half, we look way worse more often than we should for what's considered to be a pretty good offense in the NFL. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I wish they would come out and just like, you know, take the first drive whenever they get the ball and just, you know, jam it down the throat, go down score a touchdown and uh, put some points on the board early and then get the ball back and go do it again. You know, go up 14, nothing, you know, in the first, you know, 10 minutes of the game, as opposed to, you know, being down, you know, 10, nothing and like, Oh great. Now we have to abandon the, uh, the run because now we have to go to the pass, you know, to get back in this game. Or when do we look crisp from, you know, like they always say the NFL, like everybody makes plays, we all get paid. So I don't expect you to look incredible for every minute for four quarters. Well, when's the last Lions game you remember where we looked really crisp from from start to finish, you know, for 80% of the game, we looked like we were good. Like to me, we're always stumbling over ourselves. We're always like, oh, we just haven't got it going yet. Just hold on, we'll wait till the fourth quarter and we'll turn it up. Like, that's annoying to me. So I'd like to see him start now in the preseason, start putting some good – even if the ones came in, looked real crisp and got out of there. I remember they'd done that a few preseasons, and you're like, okay. The ones came in, they drove down the field, scored a touchdown, get out of there, build on that next week. You know, to me, that would be nice. But, uh, you know, we'll see. To me, again, it's preseason game two, stay healthy. But, you know, both run game, turnovers, better overall just solid defense, and then – you know, if you could pull off that W just for morale and get, get people like, okay, we're just one-on-one, you know, no big deal. Um, to me, that would be some nice things to look for here in this ball game. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Just like, like you said, I want the W not to be that W where our crappy guys are beating your crappy guys because we were down, you know, you know, 21-7 going into the fourth quarter and all of a sudden, you know, Jake Rudock comes in against their you know, New York Giants fifth stringers and, you know, comes back and pulls out a W because that's that's kind of meaningless to me. So, right. you know, I want to see some points put up by, like, you know, our, our guys early in the game. And, you know, yeah, if, if, we, if we come from behind, we're down by three and Rudak goes and throws a touchdown late in the game or some point in the fourth quarter to win the game, that's cool. But uh, I just want to see our, our, our first and str- second stringers, the guys are going to do most of the playing. I'd like to see them do well. Yep, I agree with you there. Grifko, I, was me- I wanted to ask you something. we got to rewind this tape a little bit. So you brought up the name Randy Moss. So for the people out there listening, I, I think we've talked about this, but I can't remember it, what. Did you want Randy Moss in the drafts when the Lions passed on him? I'm curious because I don't know that answer. I, I would have taken him, but I can see why they took Terry Fair. I mean, they needed a defensive back at that time, and Randy Moss, you know, was having his issues. I mean, he got uh, he what he was originally supposed to go to Notre Dame, and then you know with his troubles. He, he wasn't allowed there. Then he was supposed to go to Florida State. He was at Florida State, and then he had troubles there. So he got, to, you know, you know, either released from a scholarship or kick out of school there. And and then, you know, then you – So you don't remember workshop. exactly those sitting on your couch if, like, you were saying, come on, Lions, take Randy Moss. You were – Exactly. You I mean, I don't, I don't remember saying, come on, get this guy. Get You know, I would I don't recall that at all, to be, to be perfectly honest with you. 
Okay. But I was so I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed that we didn't take him when I'm sitting in the Silverdome and I just see like you know Randall Cunningham just chucking the ball up in the air and like Terry Fair's trying to cover him and he's not even going up to Randy Moss's waist. So yeah, then you know I was saying like oh gosh, no, why didn't we take this guy? But I was just about to say I was going to go. So you don't remember saying you wanted him, but I guarantee no matter what that. You were the first guy when he was scoring all those touchdowns rookie year, killing everybody just to be like, see, the Lions should have took Randy Moss. Yeah, I mean, and that's, yeah. The, that's the beauty of the podcast, Griff, because there's no more of that crap. Like, you say something now, and it, it ends up being right or wrong later, we've got it all documented. So yeah. I won't have to ask you this anymore. I'll know what you thought about every player, and I'll be able to prove you wrong so many times. It'll be tremendous. Okay, yeah, we'll live with that. Okay, you have it down, so you can bring it back I mean, to me later, I mean, but... You got one player right in Darius Slay. Now you think you could GM the team. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. You, know? you, you never listen to my wisdom. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I'll, hey, I said hi to Nick Fairley for you today as he handed me my fries at the drive-through window at Wendy's. So hey, oh yeah, that's how's, cool. how's the big fellow? Is he still? Yeah, uh, yeah he's rushing. And, and the worst part about that. Sandwiches? The worst part about that. The two cars in front of me took he took those plays off, handing the handing their food out the window to him. But you know, when it was hey. my food, he got it right to me. You know, so hey, he was on, he's on break. He's on break. What do you want? Yeah. Um, they get 15 minutes, a half hour for yeah. lunch. Yeah, he was just down in a couple double, you know, junior bacon cheeseburgers, too. To, <laughs> I had to keep my weight up, you know, running through the drive-thru here. It's like, okay. Yeah. Just keep spinning this narrative, Grifka, about all the people that I got wrong. And don't mention any of the ones I got right. And then talk about your one conquest, which is Darius. Oh, I'm sorry. That he I'm sorry. Him, you, he's you, end up being should, good. should I bring up Lakin Tomlinson for you? You know, because you really liked him when they drafted him, too. And I was another. Like, oh, no. I was no, a head no, don't lie to the people now, Grifka. That you were. You're like, well, guys. you know, we need a guard. He could be good. He wants to be a doctor. He went to Duke. And it's like, well, that's all. I'm glad he wants to go back to his home country and open up a hospital. But we need some guys who can, like, push people off the line. And that's not him. And Grifka, it turned what out do I do him. always? Is like, no matter if I don't like the pick, I try to justify it because it's our, our team. That's why we drink the Detroit Kool-Aid. But you can go back and look at all my stuff. Like, I definitely – that was not at all – I had him rated as like a third round guy. I was just trying to say like, yeah, we did need a guard and, and hopefully he will be good. But no, he wasn't like the guy I wanted him to take there. So anyway, we're getting off track, buddy. But I wanted to know that about Randy Moss because that's a, that's a big name people bring up and like a guy that definitely fell that we could have had. So Griff, I think that's enough. Like on preseason game number two, I think that, you know, everybody will be out there watching and we'll, we'll definitely review it when it happens. But again, Anybody that knows anything about football, preseason football, you can't tell very much. It's really just stay healthy, see a few things here or there from some young guys and get out of there. So, you know, we'll break it down, but we're just real excited for a few weeks when they kick it off for real. And we get to do some real reviews and really yell and scream about the games that mean everything come uh, come September 10th there. So, Grifka, with that being said, how about we do some kind of quick hits or just some random topics here to end the show? What do you think? It works. Bring up, you started off, man. So, Grifka, we are always at the first game of the year, and uh, we love tailgating. We love hanging out. We love uh, getting in the stadium, checking out what's new, getting to our seats, just getting ready for some football. And every year, the Lions come out with their new grub that's going to be at Ford Field. Now, me and you aren't ones to hit up the concession stand all day, but it is fun to see what new foods they got going on. So, I watched this little video. I don't have all the particulars. They had a bunch of food that me and you would never eat. But they did have what they call the pigskin dog, 
which is a huge either hot dog or bratwurst. I don't know what it was. He could barely even tell it was in this huge bun, took up uh, one of those huge food baskets. And they said it was wrapped in bacon, all types of other fixings. And then all their uh, like food this year seems to be coming with tater tots. I'm a huge tater tots guy. I don't know about you, but those go with anything. And that was tremendous. So I might have to be getting me the pigskin dog at Ford Field. Now, I reserved you a plate of these dessert nachos that they showed, which were some type of either nachos or tortilla something with chocolate sauce on them. That sounds right up your alley. Uh, I Yeah, I saw that, but... That hot dog, I don't know, man. I think I really got to try one of those. When I read that, my mouth was like salivating. I'm like, I, I'm I'm one of those guys that says bacon makes everything better, and you, oh, put, no you put you put tater tots. On. You're right. I love tater tots as well, man. Just you know, <laughs> they're like, underrated. Even, yeah, tater like even when I was in school in elementary school, you thought it was tater tot day. It's just like, yo, oh. yo lunch lady, throw me two handfuls, will you please? Because I'll eat that instead of like that cardboard pizza or like the or the or the Salisbury steak you're throwing on my tray. You know, just Here, give me, just give me a plate full of tater tots. <laughs> I totally agree with you, and like people think, like you're at a certain age, you can't have tater tots anymore. No way, it's a totally underrated potato. But here's the thing: I want to ask you. This is like one of my universal life questions I ask people. Why in the heck, when we were in like early junior high and middle school, please tell me that that you wondered every day why you? I think it was usually on like Fridays and stuff. You would get pizza, which you were fired up about, but they decide to add a side of corn with the pizza. Who eats? like shredded corn or like uh, corn niblets with their pizza. No one, but it was like a constant on the lunch menu. Was it for you as well or am I crazy? No, they had to do that to try to keep it healthy. I understand you want your healthy, balanced lunch. But once again, you know, it's just like, you know, you give me that, give me that. We had the Supreme pizza that had those little chunks of pepperoni on, you know, so get that, you know, give me some tater tots. I'll throw all that on one thing, eat it at once. I know that sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen, but <laughs> You know, you know, it's, you know, it's good for any fifth grade boy, you know, you have a, having a, oh, having a heart yeah. attack out in the playground playing, you know, playing, you know, football, you know, and you just got done eating pepperoni pizza stuffed loaded with tater tots. Oh know. yeah. I'm just saying those go together so much better. I was always so confused. I'd look at my plate and be like, what? I, my mom's never served me corn or broccoli with my pizza. Like, it makes no sense, but it was always, always on the menu. The Salisbury steak, as you mentioned, was always a disgusting one, but man. When the tater tots were there or something else, it was tremendous. So, yeah, we, we may have to hit this up at the Ford Field. The only thing with that that I want to hit on is so good old Rod Wood speaks. And, like, I've given him a lot of credit since he's been the, the president for doing, like, a lot of what the fans want. But it does definitely annoy me when these guys get on and are, like, holier than thou about, oh, we listened to the people. We uh, did all the X, Y, and Z for the concessions. And you're still looking at it going, okay, they're, they're talking about these $5 beers or these $10 combo packs you know like the combo packs like this tiny hot dog a little 25 cent bag of chips and a and a soda that's like a, t- a 15 10 ounce soda for like oh we'll give it to you for 12.50 it's like that's not a good deal still i mean i know it's stadium prices but he just annoyed me by how he was like acting like he did everything and still was like these are still annoying prices like a what a t- eight ten dollar pretzel i mean come on yeah, I agree with you. I I know always before we have we go to the game, I always have to end up remortgaging my house, and that way I can use the equity to finance my trip down to Ford Field concession stand. So yeah. it's like it's like, uh, and sir, what do you want to use this money for? I'm going to Ford Field, and I'm going to have to buy popcorn and a pop. So uh, 
That's what I have to use it for. <laughs> the biggest thing, too, this is a note to all the people out there, probably that aren't listening to this podcast, but if you know somebody like this, tap them on the shoulder and tell them because the most annoying thing at a Lions game are the idiots that, like, they're so worried about getting food or walking around the stadium. It'll be, like, third and one on the three-yard line, game on the line, fourth quarter. The jabron right in front of us stands up and needs to go get a, a – an extra nachos for his kid or something. It's like they have no presence of the game going on. So not only are the prices terrible, but they hook all these people in and that's all they care about is their food. I mean, even the people that sit by us, they probably go through $200 worth of food. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And they always, like you said, they do it at the most inopportune time. It's just like, well, then everybody, cause we're like stuck in the middle where our seats are. We're like in the middle of the row. So then everybody like has to stand up as you like, you know, as they're missing like a key play so you can make it back to your seat. So it's like, Hey, why don't you just wait for the play to be finished? But, you know, stand there in the aisle for like, you know, 10 seconds, but like, Oh no, I need to get back to my seat and like, you know, interrupt everybody else's time. And there's so much uh, dead time in an NFL game. Like there's some sports, it's hard to get up and go do anything, but football, there's so many dead games with these people that are just clueless, just, stand up at the worst time they just shove their faces full of 10 20 items like i don't get it but you know like you say uh, we're always looking for the the item we can get in the beginning of the game that will last us all the way through so we don't have to get up but yeah the pigskin dog might have to go down and uh the big old pretzels did look good too i don't know what they run but so that'd be something we might have to check out when we get to the stadium grifka item number two this will be one of your favorites i was on the lions website today and i was looking for like the patricia press conference or the Marvin Jones interview. As I'm scrolling through their videos, they have about 38 videos, one for each cheerleader on the team. So if you uh, don't want to tell your wife and you want to go like waste some time, you can go watch Kimmy and Becky and Shelby and and Christy and I don't even know whatever else ends with E and check them out because I know they're your favorite thing ever, right? Oh, yeah, I was, like, so stoked when the Lions finally got cheerleaders because that's why I went to the game is because I was missing out on cheerleaders. I'm like, oh, I'm such a huge Lions fan, but the game experience would be so much better if they had cheerleaders. I mean, give me a break. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I know some people hooted and hollered for them. It's like, oh, go, you know, we got cheerleaders now. Cool. Well, the Lions are terrible. At least give us cheerleaders to watch. It's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, I just remember, was it last year when we went, we got stuck next to a lady who actually knew one of their cheerleaders, and all she did was, like, sit there and scream about, like, they're so-and-so, they're so, oh, gosh, we'll have to talk to Congratulations, you know, just, I'm trying to watch the game. You sit there and watch, you know, like, Becky with the good hair, I don't care, you know. I think it was, I think it was uh, one of their mothers, Grifko, that was there it supporting wasn't, her daughter. Uh, it was, like, her aunt or, like, her school school chum or, I don't know, somebody was stalking her online, I don't know, but it was just, a, it was, like, annoying. I'm like, hey, man, I'm trying to watch, trying to watch Stafford, you know, beat up on the Cardinals or whatever, and we're, like, sitting there watching, you know, having to listen to her, like, cackle with her other friends so it was just like yeah, okay i'm glad glad you know we're the cheerleaders you know <laughs> well you can you can check those out griffin before we move on to another topic i'm just doing this on the fly i pulled it up and i have the four lions cheerleader captains right in front of me so i'm going to give you no time to think about it but i'd like to see if you can guess one or any of their names ready set go I don't know, t- you know, Kimmy, you know, Charlie, I mean, no, Cheyenne, uh, no, oh, hold on, wait, hold on, let me go, Cinnamon, and, uh, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know, Poseidon, and I don't freaking know. I can't think of any stripper names right now. Hey, Christopher, come on. They're they're very they're very well skilled uh, professionals. I'm and, sure they uh, I'm sure they work very hard at what they do. But yes. I don't I don't go to the games to watch cheerleaders and the, the captains. What's that mean? If there's like a what's that mean? If it comes to like a very like strategic part of the game or whatever, if they have like some other beef against some other cheerleading squad, they send the captains out there to like you know decide what oh, to yeah. do. I mean, yeah, what's I'm that sure mean? Very, like, I'm sure it's a very intensive. Uh, it's a it's a big honor. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, these are I mean, these are the captains of the team, and and because you didn't do your research and because you don't have your your cheerleader draft board up. The captains of the Detroit Lions cheerleading team, Grifka, are Amber, Holly, Mary, and Nicole. Duh. Well, Come on. I'm, I'm, very happy for them. I'm very happy for them, and I'll send them Christmas cards this year, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, once again, they, I, uh, can, they can come. They can come to my front door and ask me if I've, you know, if if I found the Lord or something like that. And, you know, I, I I don't know who they are. I mean, it's okay. I'm telling you who they are. And here's the thing: this is just a quinky dink, Griffith. But I'm looking at them right now. And the captains: there's one redhead, there's one black hair, there's one blonde, and there happens to be one brunette. Can you believe that? Is that just a the absolute biggest coincidence of all time, or what do you think? I mean, that's just surprising. I, 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 once again, I'm sure they've worked very hard at their craft, and uh, they deserve everything they get. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I mean, Grifka, you may have just lost fans and listeners, but I got to say, I mean, I love the Lions cheerleaders. I don't know why we ever didn't have cheerleaders, and I would have nailed the captains, no doubt. I mean, you're not a fan if you don't know this kind of stuff, I just got to say. So all the, all the people out there, all the guys out there that love the cheerleaders, I'm with you, fellas. Grifka doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, next topic. Um, so we talked about game two against the Giants. Grifka, when we're out in Oakland, a big topic came up about – would you trade for Khalil Mack? Would you trade for Khalil Mack, uh, Griffka? And if so, what would you be willing to give up for this guy? Would I trade for him? Yes. With Alliance? No. Um, <laughs> yes. There you go, people. Yeah, you trade for this guy in a heartbeat. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, you get the opportunity. I mean, he was a first-round pick. I mean, if you think you're, like, that close – I, it's one of those things I get so annoyed with. It's just like, oh, what, you know, teams for Khalil Mack. It's always guys that are like right on. The, it's always teams that are on the threshold of like you know going in the Super Bowl. It's just like, and I realize guys don't want to get traded to somebody rebuilding, but I don't think the Lions are at that stage where they're rebuilding. They could really use this guy to like bust through in the NFC North, do some damage. You know, you know, win a playoff game or two. This team isn't rebuilding. So what would I give up for him? I'm talking. I mean, I don't know a first, but maybe a couple seconds. And I know you're kind of like shooting yourself in the foot later down the road, but I mean, this guy's what in his third, fourth year. I mean, he's going to be around for a while. This guy's a great player. I mean, yeah, I'm trading for this guy. Of course I would. But like I said, will the Lions know? They'll be like, well, we need our draft picks because Lions fans love draft picks. You know, Lions fans always want to give up everybody for draft picks. So like, they're, they're like, they're 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 the Detroit Lions crack. Is 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 Detroit? Are their draft picks? It's just like. Everybody gets, you know, so, so like, you know, in, engrossed in, like, Detroit Lions draft picks. I'm giving up a couple second rounders, future second rounders for this guy. <laughs> okay, well, that's where I was about to pin you down. Like, yeah, you say you want him. Are you willing to give up your boy Slay for him? Slay? Uh, yeah. No. Ziggy? Oh, Ziggy? Yeah, yeah, Ziggy. I'm driving Ziggy out to Oakland to get rid of him. I mean, <laughs> see ya. 
To get Cleo Mack? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, of course, of course <laughs> yeah, I'm Ziggy, doing that. Ziggy and some pieces. What about um, what about uh, uh, Marvin Jones? Marvin Jones and some for Cleo and Mack? something else. Yeah. Yeah, or same, GT. same thing. See you later, Marvin Jones. Been nice having you. We're picking up. We're picking up a modern day Lawrence Taylor. You know, or, you know, we're just giving up Marvin Jones. I mean, yeah. See you later. And we we can do without Marvin Jones because we got your boy Tao Redding, who makes awesome catches in practice. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and Kenny Galladay. I, yeah. I'm right with you there. To be honest, like uh, he's at a perfect age for a guy that I like to trade for that I would consider giving up big assets for. He's at a great age. He's got a crazy unique skill set. All he's holding out for is because he wants to be paid and valued like a top edge rusher, which he definitely is. So I'd, I'd be willing to give up uh, everybody. I was having a debate with a buddy about Slay and maybe another piece for Cleo Mack or Slay and some draft picks. And the only thing I'm hesitant on is I, I do view corner as a really valuable position, not only overall, but in the NFL today, just because all the people you have to cover and, and we finally feel like we found one. So that'd be my only thing. It'd depend on kind of where it's, where Cleo Mack's head is at, you know, because Darius Slay seems to have a great head on his shoulder, really entertaining. So I'd have to sort of think about it. But, I mean, that's probably the kind of player it would take to get a guy, you know, like Mack. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to part with something good to get something good. But, yeah, I would totally be all about it. And I would pay the man, like you said. If Ziggy's making 17, I'd definitely get rid of him and pay a Cleo 20-plus probably to rush the edge for me, especially in this new defense we got. So I think yeah, we're I mean, on the same page there that we'd do it. Yeah, I mean, there's probably only like a couple guys on that team I would call untouchable right now, and unless, once again, you're getting blown away. And, I, you know, Cleo Mack's good, but I, I, couldn't, I can't see getting rid of, like, Darius Slay, and I really couldn't even – I couldn't see getting rid of, like, Taylor Decker. I mean, nobody's going to take Matt Stafford's, you know, 10 years. You're obviously not going to trade Matt Stafford. But, you know, there's a lot of guys on that team if you're throwing them in for Khalil Mack, sure. But right now, like, the two guys I would hold on to are probably Taylor Decker and Darius Slay. Everybody else, I mean, if you're offering them boatloads, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Well, something like you said, it's, it's a neat, unique talking point. I don't see it happening. I sure hope they get something done with Khalil Mack, though, because – I love that guy as a player, and if he's not playing on our team, I still like to see him out there. So hopefully something like that will get wrapped up. Griff, I got three real rapid fires for you. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Bring it. Will, will the Lions trade Amir Abdullah? Yes. Have you played Madden yet? No. What's your favorite uh, B-dubs wings if you, when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, Jimmy, uh, Caribbean Jerk. Will Tio Reddy make the team? Uh, yes. Okay, that's all I got. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you wanted more analysis when you said rapid fire. You've, no, you've that's bust, good. You've busted on my rapid fire before before giving you too much information, so I was just trying to go yes, no. Oh, yeah. Is that when I did the rapid fire and 30 minutes later you let me talk again? Yeah, it's because you want to rapid fire the greatness of Des Bryant. Like you want you want to talk about his Hall of Fame bus right next to uh, Odell Beckham's Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I asked how Des I asked how Des was, and and Dragrifka went into his five page synopsis about his every skill set. Can't um, help it, man. The guy gets a lot. <laughs> guy, guy gets a lot of prep because he gets to run on the field without his helmet when the defense is on there and just start yelling at a referee. <laughs> Have you been watching the uh, Hard Knocks, Griffin? Yeah, and the funny part is I don't find it as interesting as I do as I have in past years. I don't know what it is, but maybe oh, it's only because it's a couple episodes in, and 
you know, I'm not a huge, you know, Baker Mayfield fan. I, I think he's going to be a terrible quarterback in the pros. But, uh, I mean, the funny thing was the one that they just showed. You're nuts. Oh, I'm Tore sorry. up his first game. He's incredible. This guy's going to oh, be. Yeah, he's, a, he's awesome, man. I just love, I love I love the episode they just they just showed where it was it was it Coleman getting traded because he like walks into the coach's office like if you don't want me to play trade me next episode hey he's been traded See <laughs> and you want to talk about a guy I mean you always like I know we've talked about this before saying oh we drafted him high we should at least try to get something high I mean Coleman was what like a first second round draft pick by the by the Browns and you know they traded him for like I think it was just like a, an Under Armour sweatshirt and a pair of cleats. You know, that's, yeah. all, that's all they got for him. And uh, they were more than happy to drive him to Cleveland's International Airport to get rid of him off to Buffalo. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. They sent him out as quick as could be. Yeah, I've been loving it, to be honest. But uh, like you say, Grifka, uh, I'll have some more rapid fires for you here. I just had a couple there I wanted to throw at you. So I think we've, we've sort of previewed the upcoming game. We talked about some random stuff for the people. We've had a little fun. I think it's time to shut it down here. Um, we're excited here. We'll have some Lions football before you know it. Uh, preseason game number two. And uh, we'll come back, uh, kind of review that, and then we'll really be cooking for preseason game three and getting really close to the season. So, Grifka, you got anything else for the people before we get out of here? No, I don't. All right, cool, man. Well, totally thank you for hanging out again and, and for all those uh, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there that have been listening to us. So we love talking football and just having some fun on this podcast. So everybody, uh, give us a subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can send us an email at detkool-aid at gmail.com or uh, look us up on Twitter as well, oh, Detroit underscore Kool-Aid on Twitter. So uh, we're definitely hanging out. Uh, football is getting closer and closer. Grifka, the Kool-Aid is getting poured out every single day and it'll be here before you know it. Everybody keep your eye out for our next episode. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you later. Peace. Drink it in, man.